going on, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I'm Justin Martindale. We hope you had a great week. I had a blast. We have a lot to talk about this week if you uh, have been reading the news and you're going to get some fun takes on it. But first, I want to talk about um, a, a moment that happened this week that I lived. John, how are you? Everyone, producer. John, everyone. Uh, I'm good. You're good? It's, you know. We're counts. gearing up for the 50th anniversary here at the Comedy Store. It's a big week. Uh, we've got a big couple of weeks coming up. But I think my kickoff was, I, you know, I had my birthday. And I'm not one of those, like, bitches who's like, it's still my birthday. But I apparently was uh, this week. My boyfriend was like, hey, do you want to go to a concert uh, tonight? There's an artist in town. And I'm like, oh, God, I know who it is. I know who it is. He got me tickets to Dua Lipa. Now, Dua Lipa, to me, is the sexiest, coolest chick I've ever listened to in a while. I'll say that, in a while. Britney had a good moment for me, like when she was hot, before she was spinning on Instagram. But Dua Lipa, as of now, is like a bona fide pop star. We went to the forum. This is the first concert, by the way, that I've gone to since, like, COVID. I think the last concert I went to was J-Lo's 50th birthday party. And she was – it was and it was all right. We did general admission, and it was just very J-Lo, like, oh, it's my 50th birthday party. Where is everybody? I have to get ready. You know, and you're like, okay. And then she's like, tonight we're going to get on the floor. And I'm like, I am on the floor, and I can't see because there's some guy with a – I love Puerto Rico sign like above his head that we can't see JLo because he's blocking the damn stage. So I was like, we're not doing general admission. So we get there. The show starts. We're supposed to, you know, show starts at 730. We get there at 730. There is no one there. And I'm like, it said the show starts at 730. And everyone's like, no, Dua Lipa shows up at 915. There's two opening acts. And so we're sitting there, and while we go to our seats, there's this woman next to us. I have to tell you about this woman. This woman is sitting next to us, full mask, by herself, probably in her, she's probably in like her late 40s, maybe early 50s, by herself. She has a clear bag with uh, drugs in them, like prescription pills. I think it was like some Percocet and all that kind of stuff. Like she was living. She was having a moment with Dua. So we're sitting next to her and I'm like, who is this and why is she by herself? Does it, doesn't say a word to us at all the entire night. And so we're getting up and we're walking around because we've got time on our hands. Uh, she had an amazing opener, Caroline Palachek, who is just so phenomenal. She's very like Imogene Heap meets Florence in the Machine. She's like this weird, like mermaid, moody, like Celtic mood witch. And I'm here for her. She's so amazing. Um, she has a song right now called Door or Doors, I believe. So then Dua comes on, breaks it down with physical. Everyone gets up on out of their seats. And I have not, plus I also microdosed on mushrooms, so that kind of helped too. But like I was at a full concert oh it was so much fun her body looked sick she was wearing a Mugler bodysuit that was rhinestone it was so fantastic she did her song cold heart with elton john he was not there he chimed in 
Uh, she did Love Again. Everything from the uh, uh, Future Nostalgia album and some from her first album. It was so, so much fun. And everyone was just having such a fantastic time. So I realized that I was like, I'm, I'm horny for Dua Lipa. She was uh, banging. Banging body. Every, and everyone from all different walks of life. You had old people there. You had young people there. There were children there dancing. Like, it was so much fun. It was, uh, I, 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 I wish I could have gone again because it was truly a fun, fun show. So if you get the chance to go see Dua Lipa in your city, by all means, I highly recommend it. Um, and then people were like, oh, you better enjoy her before she gets sued to death for stealing songs. And I'm like, she sampled songs. Everyone's sampling songs. Everyone's sampling songs. So relax. Go enjoy yourself. You deserve it. But. With that said and done, I have so much to discuss. We're going to be talking about uh, Selena's anniversary. We're going to be talking about the Oscars and everything that went down. And I have a fantastic guest. I'm very excited to have my very first guest on Just Saying. Uh, you have seen her on Netflix's Tattoo Redo, Girl Code. You've also seen her in the bushes at your grandfather's barbecue. <laughs> Make some noise for Jessamy Peluso. I am honored, thrilled, and just really um, encouraged to mm -hmm. be here. Good, good, I'm good. so proud of you. This is exciting. I know. I'm so glad you're here, and this is, like, such a great week for us because so much has happened. Yeah, a lot of um, full circles. A lot of full circles. A lot of new things have come about, and um, the world is a changed place. For the better? We don't know. <laughs> Listen for the rest of the podcast. Just saying with Justin Morgan. <laughs> Subjects and terms may apply. <laughs> Um, so let's get into this because this week is the anniversary of one of our favorite um, singers of all time. Tom we had Jones. a weird connection. <laughs> yes, Tom Jones. We had a really weird connection when we became friends of our love for Selena Quintanilla. Anything for Selena's. <clears throat> Anything for Selena's. She died um, March 31st, 1995. Too soon. Too soon. I didn't realize that she was 23 years old. Like, it's weird because I was a kid. Wow. I was a, I was a kid when this happened. And I've said in other podcasts that Selena was my JFK. Yes. I mean, the world's JFK, truly. It was really strange. But we know. We know who shot her. Oh, that fucking But maybe bitch. Yolanda shot JFK. We don't know. No, because Yolanda still to this day doesn't admit it. I did not kill Selena. I know. And you're like, wait, what? But you did. We saw you in yeah. the red truck. No, that was not me. But wait, Yolanda, it no. totally was. It, it, no, that's not my truck. It was not me. No, it. No, we we saw we saw you. You, you had that party Selena city hat? wig on. I have yeah. Selena merch. You want the merch? I, oh I, my god. Oh. <laughs> now here's this is the thing for me. Like when I was in school, I remember the teacher running into the room and being like, "Selena was shot," and we were all like, "What? Can we go home now?" Like it was. Really? Yes. <laughs> It was like a whole, that was why I call her my JFK because like uh, I feel like kids in the sixties were like the president was shot in Texas. However, right, because it Selena, was Selena was shot and she was on tour at the time. That makes sense. Selena was a big deal in Texas. Yeah, it's really really crazy because I had talked to a girl uh, recently, uh, yesterday at this bar at uh, in uh, West Hollywood called Las Perlas, and she was talking about. How her mother, oh God, her mother oh, no. was was a kid going to Selena's concert like in L.A. and she wow. got shot before the concert. I'm oh, like, she didn't Whoa. get to see her. No. You know, it's too bad they didn't. She's have, still like, dreaming those... of her. Yeah. <laughs> too those, soon. What holographic things? Those uh, where dead people can still perform. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because this is a little scandalous because Selena's family is releasing her new album. I know. Uh, 
I know. Yo tengo preguntas. I know. On April 22nd, um, and her father said it will have 13 new songs. So nearly three decades after we lost the Queen of Tejano music, there's a new Selena Quintanilla album coming out. She's like Tejano Tupac. <laughs> That's like that's like what's happening. She truly is a yeah. Tejano Tupac. But you know, okay, so two things here. Uh huh. One, I'm like, oh, that's so great. Like fans really will appreciate to hear her music. But then two, it's like, do they owe taxes? Well, that's that's what I'm wondering too, because this is very I'm on the fence about this because I think it's kind of cool because we're gonna get like not, you know, unheard. Unheard, music. unreleased music. Um But so then it's also why? After all this time, I know. Do they own? Do they? I want to see their. I want the the CPA to give their their financial report. Well, that's what everyone's saying. They're like, oh, they're they're they need some money. They need some quick cash. Because don't you think that when like even though we love it because it's nostalgic, these ninety tours happen, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to go see like Belle Biv DeVoe and New Kids on the Block, and then you're like, somebody probably owes somebody money. Well, yeah, and then there's like LFO, and like two of them died, so it's just O. Yikes. I know. It's oh. really weird. So it's like LFO and it's just one guy named Gary. It's just really weird. It's like TLC too because it was just TC. I know. No, it's just TC. I know. She, wait. Oh, it's wrong eye. This eye. I know. It's so – It's so. but we're getting remixed vinyls. They're going to alternate her voice to make her sound aged. Because I don't some like of the, that. Because some of the songs she recorded when she was actually a teenager – so they're going to make her sound like she was 20, uh, 23. What in the Dateline NBC is going it's on? It's really weird, right? That's weird. Why do that? I don't know, but but they, they, they're they saying it's going to be available sometime in April. No official release date. <laughs> uh, if Can you it, imagine? She's like, I'll be dreaming. That's what I want. Give me Countess Luann. Countess Luann does Selena's greatest hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cabo La Flor. Countess on. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Hi, 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 Como <laughs> Yeah, and then she just tells the audience to fuck off. They should have me do it with my, like, asthmatic weed throat Your, that I have. Emphysemic <sighs> wheeze. Your sateen Moulin Rouge you emphysemic know. cough. You know what's so fucked up what? is my assistant, Deb, ever since I started working with her, I kept joking and telling her not to Selena me. Mm-hmm. And she... She would kind of laugh at it, mm-hmm. but she never knew what I meant. Oh. And then she found out oh, Selena's assistant killed her. She's like, you're such a fucking asshole. I'm like, still, though, but don't. Don't Yolanda. I mean, don't it's, Yolanda so, me. it's so crazy because Yolanda Saldivar is still in jail. Um, but guess what? I just recently had a birthday, and I'm going to have a birthday in 2025 when Yolanda Saldivar is eligible for parole on my birthday. We have to go down to the courthouse. Oh, I'm going to We just, have gonna, to go down to the courthouse. We need to go in full outfit. I'm going to wait. I'm going to just look. <laughs> with the shirt like, on? Yeah, with this shirt on. You need to give us some be, shoulder. And, and with, like, my gang of, of, like, pissed off fans and just be like, bitch, we're ready. <laughs> gonna thrill her up the stairs oh i'm gonna knock her out como on the floor uh <laughs> i tried it was great we're still warming up i liked it i, th- I enjoyed that <laughs> all right so yes i are are, are are we excited about this I, new I, album you know i'm gonna check it out i need oh of course i'll check it out but i don't i think it's unnecessary to mm-hmm. adjust her voice mm-hmm. this isn't like a girl that's gone missing and we need to see her face to be able to identify her well i mean those ugh, i mean you know those like milk carton things where they do like the advanced aging just so you know what the kid would look like because oh, it's been yeah, 10 years that's what yeah. they're doing to her voice that's what I want to see. I want to see what Selena would look like if she were still around. Oh, just bones. No. Uh, she'd be gorgeous. She'd be stunning. Here's my theory. I've said this millions of times. I know. You're fucking awful. Just bones. God. That should be what they called an album. 
What would she look like now? Well, she'd be dirt. Yeah. Great. She looked like this. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we're all dying. Nothing is real, and we're 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 just being propelled into nothing that is expanding into more nothing. She looks like the girl in the ring closet. <laughs> okay. After just, she saw, <laughs> she saw the tape eight days or seven okay. days. Justin and I. Holy. We was, <laughs> you got me on your fucking podcast. We do this thing back and forth where we do the the girl in the the ring face just out of the blue. Yep. And he just fucking got me. That was yep, a good one. That was a good one. That was a real good one. Here, I mean, I, I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> but, I mean, if there was a hologram concert, would you do that? No. To go see it? Yeah. Would oh, you do I would that? call you. We would do shrooms. And we would be in the front, frock mm-hmm. and roll. Mm-hmm. I think, and I've said this to this day. I still stand by it. Hate me. Whatever you want. If Selena was still alive, there'd be no Jennifer Lopez. You know? I don't know if truer words have ever been spoken. Because what that was Jennifer role, Lopez's first role? Uh, Selena. Well, was that her first movie? Yeah. Are you sure? Because mm-hmm, I remember uh, Jennifer Lopez just posted on Instagram, too. She's like, I can't believe this was my first movie. And she was on Sally Jesse Raphael promoting the movie. Yeah, with the Sally family. Sally Jesse Raphael looking uh-huh. like everyone's divorce lawyer. Yeah, God, I know. But I miss like, those days. That was her first movie. I mean, that movie put her on the map. Mm-hmm. She was like built for that and movie. And then she... Yeah. Did and then Selena has, like, convince yeah. Yolanda to did 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 J Lo oh, convince Yolanda? Jennifer Lopez killed called Selena. Yolanda. Yeah. Yo yeah. J Lo called Yolo J-Lo to kill Selena. <laughs> Not Yola. J Lo called Yola to call and call Selena over to the hotel, the best western, oh. and shoot her in the back. I'm still sad about this. I'm RIP, sad about the hotel. My Tejano Queen. In. I'm RIP. I'm interested. I'm interested to see where we go with this and like what the music's gonna sound like. But we went from Yolanda Saldivar. Here's um see, yeah, look. So Selena's family's accused of trying to profit off a posthumous album. So yes. Well people I, are saying like mm. Well, here's the thing, regardless if they put out a new bank of music, mm-hmm. her estate is going to somebody. I'm assuming Abraham had her set up a will because he was a pretty smart man. Probably so. Yeah. I mean, just the just the legacy alone. I mean, I've I dressed up as Selena Gomez for Halloween. I've, I've I mean, I you dress up as Selena like on a Tuesday. So, yeah, I'll dress up as Selena on a Tuesday. Like I went to a quinceanera with a girl named Roseanne and like they brought me. It was like all these like Latino names. And then it was like and Rose Roseanne's escort, Justin Martindale. It was like the <laughs> widest name. And then we like did a cumbia to Selena. Oh, it's so much fun. But check out that's what I want a Yolanda Saldivar pinata. Oh, I would love one of those. We should Yeah. <gasps> you for, should do that for, for your my birthday, birthday next year. Done and done. That done would be done. so much fun. Or 2025 I'll have a, a Selena theme party. Done. I mean, he, people can be mad at the family making money posthumously off of Selena, but they're making money off of her regardless because of her musical library. Mm-hmm. Somebody owns it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's the family. Hopefully they're making money. And Selena would probably fucking want that. Oh, she would totally want that. Take care of her family. That's right. what she would want. Isn't everything free in the afterlife? Hopefully wow. you don't have to pay for shit in the afterlife. I'll be fucking pissed if we have to pay for shit. I know. God's like, uh, my Venmo is. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? Wait. Yeah, here's my QR code. Walking <laughs> on water. Way to brag. Yeah, we I get know. It. Yeah, can you turn this water into wine? Um, actually, yeah, I can, but That'll my PayPal $13. is. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, you hold have to on. Cash at me. So yes, we're gonna go. I'm very excited about Selena, Yolanda Saldivar. You're still a garbage person, but speaking of garbage people, I'm right uh, here. I I was like, I have you here. I have to talk to you about this. <laughs> it is said 
that <laughs> we're gonna wait for this headline. Okay, it is a there is a shocking number of people that are eating straight from the trash and even on the toilet. Wait, is this why you asked me here today? Mm-hmm, correct. Is are we having an mm-hmm. intervention? I was like, you know, I want my first guest to be half raccoon. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesse May. <laughs> Look, I said. I would hide behind trash, not eat out of the trash. Okay. It's a big difference. Well, I was kind of fascinated about this because according to the New York Post, uh, more than one-fifth of people surveyed said that they had no problem eating food in the bathroom, and 18% of those surveyed admitted to eating while actually sitting on the toilet. I have never done this. You know, I don't like to eat in the bathroom either just because the farticles are floating all around, and I don't want them to ruin my sandwich. This just seems like a really bad move. But also, is this was this article recent? Yeah. Okay, well, people are broke, and people are probably really having to, like, combine things that they do. They have to multitask more to pay their bills, but then there's also garbage people. So it's probably a combination of that. Mm-hmm. Of I think it's trash. a hybrid. It's a hybrid of, like, trash people and people who are struggling. Mm-hmm. And look, when you're struggling, you're going to eat a fucking hoagie on the toilet. I mean, when you're really eating a shit sandwich, you're going to eat a shit sandwich on the toilet. A hundred percent. But the um, guy eating the Fruit Loops. <laughs> I know. He looks like he does. Oh, shit. He looks like he does that regularly. Oh, yeah. This is definitely for like social media purposes. Yeah, that's a sexual thing. That's like something he does on his OnlyFans. But I wanted to um, read you this because I thought this was kind of interesting. Um. 30% also admitted to thinking that their friends and family would be shocked at, at where they stopped to have a bite. So, like, people are, like, hiding and being like, oh, God, I don't want my parents or, like, my friends to know this. But if you go down, here's the top 20 places people snack in secret that they've oh, admitted. God. Okay, Is this nightmare fuel or what? Oh, yeah. Get ready. Number one, in bed, which I get. Yeah. I get that. Number two, driving, well, obviously. No wonder people are crashing into everyone. Right. Three on the stairs. What stairs? Just what? the stairs. What stairs? The stairs. How rich are you? I mean, maybe you like a stairs? maybe like a stoop in New York City. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Do you know what happens on stoops in New York City? What? Rapes and people eating. Those don't belong together. <laughs> wow. Number speaking of f- speaking of <laughs> number, in, number four in the bath. Number five. Your favorite place in a shed. <laughs> Where you were born. Yeah. In a shed. I'm sorry. Also, life of luxury, you got a fucking shed? Mm-hmm. Are you eating because you need a break from- The wife? The missus? The boy you've adopted? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The wife. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got to cut this grass and I'm going to eat my subway in the shed where I can't be bothered. I got to finish building my sex dungeon. Let me just have a quick hoagie in the shed. I mean, hot tub makes me think of the the lover sketch from SNL with the the shanks in the hot tub. That's gross. Yeah. Wait, can we go? Six is a public stairwell. Yeah. So they're they're differentiating the stairwells. Mm -hmm. What about the steps to heaven? Nobody eats there? I bet there's a lot of them. Selena does. Yeah. Too soon. Oh, God. Uh, we also have number 16, if you're a clown uh, or a Disney princess <laughs> performer, a backyard playhouse. What? What about, what about the front yard playhouse? Isn't that too good for you, bro? Oh, You're too God. good for that? Okay, My- 17 is inexcusable. Inexcusable. Number 17, public toilet. Sick. Like, how? How? When you got to eat, you got to eat. No. No. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't. I think there's so many other places. I'd rather you lie down on your back on the streets of New York than you eat in the public toilet. 
I mean, are you sitting down on the public toilet? Is it an airport toilet? What? What is? Yeah, can I know. Can you imagine? Yes, I can. People are trash. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't understand 18 at all. 18 is out of a cupboard. What? I mean, they just needed filler. Are you a roach? I mean, out of a cupboard, don't we do that? Oh, yeah. I think that means when you just open it and just blah, 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 and then shut it. Yeah, I'm, I've am i smoked a blunt and I'm in my house. You smoked a blunt out of a cupboard? No, but I mean, I smoked a blunt and I'm going in the cupboard to get a, a high snack. Yeah. I'm not going to wait, put it, well, I'm then not going to plate my food when I'm stoned. Yeah, you're 18. You're not going to Julia Child's it. You're not going to Julia <laughs> oh, some onions. Me, yeah, I'm not going to fucking toss on some <laughs> parsley. <laughs> You're not going to make a charcuterie board? After? I will fuck with a charcuterie board, but I eat it out of the cupboard. I don't plate it. Yeah. You get the crackers. Yeah. You get the no. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. <laughs> you're, this, you're this person. You call that a charcuterie board? No, you're just eating bologna out of the fridge. <laughs> you're just... I ain't this charcuterie. I ain't this charcuterie. You're just peeling pepperonis <laughs> off a of pizza from three nights ago. <laughs> I, it's a charcuterie board. I was bored, so I opened the cupboards, there's, and I'm charcuterie. There's no board, Jesse. <laughs> there's not a board here. You're being rude. I'm busy. I'm just using the toilet seat in this public restroom as my charcuterie board. Look, I'm busy reading Reddit <laughs> articles. I got to eat on the go. God, so this is terrifying. I want to I want to hear what the listeners have to say. Where's the grossest place you've ever eaten yes. food? I think that's very interesting, and it will be surprisingly shocking. And why? I why? know. Why can't you just do it at home? I think the car and all that stuff. Like, but also, who are these people just saying that we should eat at home? Like, I get it. Like, the car, we're picking up our kids from school. We're doing, you know. We're doing a thousand things. A th so I, yeah. I get all of this. Believe me, I get eating on the go. Not everybody has luxury to sit down yeah. and plate a meal. I mean, I do. I light candles every night. <laughs> I look at my I look at my lover from across the table all the way down and say, Have you tried? Have you tried the new Red Bordeaux? Oh, yes. My <laughs> Gilded <basement>. Age fantasy. <laughs> Did you see Mrs. Van Ryan this week? Oh, scandal. God. But keeping on the path of trash people, Hayden Panettiere. Oh, your favorite. Uh, Hayden Panettiere. Didn't you get into a fight with her in a movie theater? No, that was um, Chloe Grace Moretz. That's right. I stand corrected. <laughs> they, all the names sound like a white person choking. Okay, continue. Yes. Hayden Panettiere and her boyfriend, Brian Hickerson. Wow, she found him at a fucking... This story is so weird and fascinating. It happened right up the street, actually. So um, Hayden Panettiere um, and her boyfriend were out at the Sunset Marquee Hotel, which is right down the street. And they were involved in a massive brawl on Thursday night. Um Last Thursday, the troubled couple's fisticuffs took place outside of the Sunset Marquee where they had been grabbing drinks. Now, I love the Sunset Marquee. It's a really cool hotel. It's classic. It's very, like, like rock and roll. It's, like, where, like, the doors and, like, all of them, like, stayed when they were in town. Yeah, it's you know, a Los one of those. staple. So one of the people involved in the fight was overheard claiming that Hayden's boyfriend, Hickerson, had spat on him, and the manager ultimately threw everyone out. Now, I know this manager because he asked me to leave once, but it was because it was, like, late. It was, like, you know, last calls at 1.30, and he was like, everyone out. And we were like, but it's 1.30. Kicked everyone out. He was not fucking around. He didn't want anybody to stay till. We were like, a come on, man, we're just chilling. He's like, out, everyone out. Like, he, he is very aggressive, and I'm really hoping that this is the same um, manager because he was a very good manager. So eyewitnesses said that some of the people involved in the fight, uh, yeah, like he, like I said, spit on him. The actress, uh, Hayden, was allegedly overheard screaming, Brian, jail, when he started, like, fighting this uh, uh, 
patron. Okay, so like they took it out. Probably she says regularly. It sounds t- like code words. Well, here's the thing: they took it out into the street and started beating the shit out of each other. Hayden's like, Brian, jail. Now she reminded him that he's on probation after being arrested multiple times for acts of domestic violence. Wait for it against her. Okay, women. We have to start loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to start loving ourselves. We got to heal ourselves. And we can't continue to allow men like this into our hearts, our souls, and our vaginas. Mm-hmm. Because we are perpetuating the issue. <clears throat> we are not doing ourselves any... We're doing ourselves a disservice by continuing to think we can fix these broken individuals. It's no one's responsibility to fix a broken person other than themselves. And what you have to do is fix the broken part of you that attracts people who need to have things yelled to them like Brian jail. Brian jail. To remind them to not do things that are harmful to other people. I'm speaking out of experience because Justin had to hide in a ficus. <laughs> I did. Because a man that I was seeing yeah. was busy drilling the locks of my door down. Which, by the way, that was crazy <laughs> because I was taking a shower while you were gone. I was I gone stayed to get a with restraining you. order. You were going to get a restraining order from this guy you were seeing. And as I'm in the shower, I hear, <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? And I look out into the people, and this guy is drilling your door down. I am naked in a towel like Natalie and Brulia, and I'm like, you can't be here. Leave. She doesn't want you anymore. Like, just trying. And I asked you to come over. This yeah. is the funny part. I asked you to come over to be my security. Yeah, this bitch with highlights is going to do something against this, like, ex-Navy SEAL, like, sniper. MMA sniper friend you were dating. And I'm like, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna to challenge him to a dance-off. And he will leave. If he can't sing all of the words to any of the songs in The Little Mermaid, yeah. I'm going to leave. If he doesn't get emotional at the beginning sequence of Moana, I don't know who this person is anymore. If he doesn't break into tears when the grandma turns into a light show stingray. She turned into a light show stingray. When that grandma dies... When she queefs and turns into a stingray, I lose it every time. When the bushes just go. (laughs) Justin and I went to go see Moana on shrooms. Mm -hmm. And he said, I really hope I don't cry. No, I specifically said, if this starts out with like (laughs) sad Hawaiian music, I'm out. And of course, the beginning. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. That's right. Here we go. It starts out (laughs) with sad Hawaiian music. my mind wait 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 this is such a tangent but i have to go with it do you remember when we were also on edibles mm-hmm. and saw the new beauty, beauty and, and the beast, beast and yeah. the be our guest musical yeah. and we were just jaws on happened. the draw yeah just just like ah, ah, yeah if and then like, afterwards we were like i think we'd fuck the bees oh yeah for uh-huh. sure I, I i was carrying a, a joke about how hot the beast was for so long until yeah. i realized how creepy it sounded but i might need to bring it back now that we're talking about it yeah beast jail <laughs> Beast. Beast jail. This is so sad. Well, this makes sad. me sad for her. I do too. I, I agree because he, this guy already has four years probation, 52 domestic violence classes that he has to take, and he's also paid a $500 fee. He also received a five-year restraining order to bar him from seeing Hayden Panettiere. And guess what they're doing? Having drinks at the fucking Sunset Marquee. Okay, this is a huge problem. A huge problem. I don't know the rest of this story, 
first of all, domestic abuse is very cheap. Mm-hmm. I know it was only five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That we need to fix the pricing on that because it shouldn't be it, the same price as a bag of groceries at Whole Foods. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to punch your girlfriend and like get a a case of bottled water at Irwan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five hundred dollar exactly. probation. The, the the money differentiation here is terrible. Yeah. Second of all, the Hayden Pentier should receive some sort of accountability for this because when women like this, and and I'm not saying that it's a clear science and it's it, you know the healing is such a straight line. It's obviously a linear experience for each individual going through something like this. But the fact that she is breaking. The restraining order that she got mm-hmm. will make it harder for women down the road to get restraining orders that they need because judges are not going to start to they're, they're going to really look at these things and not put as much levity on them. Like this is such an irresponsible and selfish move on her part. Well, I hope she gets some help. It makes me really fucking sad for her. I know. I, I mean, she's stigmatized. Let me tell you, that's a real thing. That that's dick cloud gets thing. in you. And, Woo! And, you can't see shit. Yeah, and tiny dicks are in from my last podcast. I that's, mean, that's what we're saying. I mean, that's, that's some tiny f- dick energy. That is a um, false. But a let's lie. get into the story that everyone is talking about. Speaking of violence, the Oscars. Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. close, close. <laughs> very close, very Chris similar. Rock, not Ukraine? Not Ukraine. Got it. Um, but very close. The 94th annual Academy Awards were this past Sunday. Now, we all know, everyone's been talking about it this week, what happened, and I'm talking about CODA winning Best Picture. I mean, we don't even know anything or anyone no who won because this has overshadowed everything. I mean, I'm just, if you didn't know, I'm going to give tell you us, just a Yeah, tell us a the highlights. Recap. Yeah, the highlights of the award show <laughs> Was Coda, Children of Deaf Adults, won Best uh, Picture. What? Coda. The the deaf, what, children, oh, you couldn't hear me? Is that what that it joke was? was? Huh? It was a joke. Okay. Okay. Well, cancel Destiny Blues. Then. I can't wait um, to see this movie. Best Actress was Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, uh, some guy named Will Smith got Best Actor. Uh, supporting Actor Troy Kotzer for um, uh, Coda. He is the second deaf actor to win ever an Academy Award and he got it with his co-star Marley Matlin who got it back in 19 I believe 87. That's gotta feel good for her. Yeah. Ariana DeBose historic moment for her the first Afro-Latina lesbian to win Best Supporting Actress for a part that uh, 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 Rita Moreno got Back for the original West Side Story, the same role. That's cool. Isn't that cool? And now Hollywood's like, we're good for another 20 years. We don't need any inclusivity. Oh, but, and well, Billie Eilish got best song too. That's pretty cool. I know. A lot of, look at women, so all these moments, Latina, black every, people, yeah. deaf people. But, That's oh, amazing, no. but it got overshadowed. Because Chris Rock had to say Macbeth on stage, which is a huge no-no. He was talking about Denzel Washington, and I believe that was the curse that took over. Um, Are you talking about the precursor to what he was saying? Yes, Chris Rock so was saying. So leading up to that, yes, let's he talk said about he that. said Macbeth on stage, which is like a huge theater no-no. It's it's a it's a superstition. Ba- superstitious. Yeah. It's an omen. So yes, so I think once Chris Rock said Macbeth, everyone was like, <gasps> and then Will Smith. You know, we talked about this the day after it happened. I I called you um, to ask you if you could. To, if you could be here and you were like, um, I'm having my appendix removed again. And then I and, just pushed it back because we yeah. needed to talk about this. Now, we all saw the slap. There's so many people. This happened when I was actually on stage in Brea on Sunday. So I remember getting off the stage and Spencer Pratt. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Killing it. Was like, holy shit. Like, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock. And I was like, what? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, wow. Whoa, that's crazy. Chris Frangiola was saying that he thinks it was like a bit. Because the Oscars were 
lacking in ratings. People weren't really like tuning in. So this was a way to like get them to tune in. And I was kind of like, okay, I see you. I could see that you could take it a step further and look at who sponsors the Oscars if you want to go real deep. Who? Who's Pfizer. <sighs> and they just released a new drug for alopecia, I think a day or two before. Okay, now let's get into this. So we're comics. I mean, I, look, I'm. it's my fault that I'm friends with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> it is your fault. It's, He's like, guys, it's lizard people. It's lizard skin people, yes. <laughs> look look for the zippers on the back of their necks. Um, Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. Now, Chris Rock's been hanging out here a lot the past couple weeks running now. his oscar set yeah, i would assume I think he's running his i don't know i think no he's about to go on tour i think like this he's doing his uh, he started death. his tour this week on yes. wednesday with rick ingram um which i think is amazing and since the slap ticket ticket sales have been skyrocketing of course for chris rock look slaps uh, slaps are good for business slaps mm-hmm. and sex sexy slaps it's we don't I, know now here's what i think i I think this was totally taken out of context. Obviously, he was making a joke about Jada's bald head. And we're assuming that Chris – this is like the other part of it where people are so narcissistic that we're assuming that Chris Rock knows everybody's medical issues. That's what I think because it's now saying that Chris Rock was like, I didn't know she had alopecia. She shaved her head. Yeah. She's been bald for – Fucking, I don't, I've only, I don't remember Jada with hair. Me either. And by the way, she's been promoting looking and yes. feeling great. Yes. And, and embracing your embracing inner self. And going above and beyond saying how she doesn't care how she oh, looks. Oh, yeah. She loves her bald head. Yep, she loves her bald head. But don't talk about her bald head. Yeah. Here's, I'm in the school of thought only because I'm a comedian and obviously I'm a little bit more biased to what we can talk about. Mm-hmm. But as a society as a whole, I think it's very important we keep it an open book because once we start cherry picking things, that's mm-hmm. a slippery slope down to a real censorship issue. Well, and I just think it's like I'm going to be I'm going to be blunt. I thought he made a GI Jane 2 joke. I thought it was so lame. That's yeah. like a 30-year-old movie. You did mention that. And it's also like it's just kind of like harmless i'm like it, it wasn't like he said like oh you look like a you know a calico cat or... it was like so, whatever, like, anything oh, else oh you made a gi jane joke like like and she's like that's where i draw the line and it's weird because he laughed the, he, he the, laughed there was so much going on like the someone should do a, a diagram of the spectrum of emotions that will smith had mm-hmm. that night because if you look at it from a psychology standpoint or a psychiatry standpoint, it was a little unstable. Obviously, people are going to have a lot of different emotions because it's an award show and it's people are it's competitive. But he went from laughing to mess to complete, not even anger, but yeah. fury. Fury, yes. Anger doesn't drive you to to physically harm people. That's yes. that's a that's an unhinged. He was unhinged. Well, there was also an article that I read from People Magazine from a couple years ago that said that he was in a very violent upbringing with his mother, that his father was very abusive towards his mother, and he watched his mother getting slapped around, and he made a vow to himself saying that if he ever sees the woman he loves like be tasseled around or made fun of, that he was going to get uh, protect her at any cost. Now... The mother actually said a statement, too. They were all watching it in Philadelphia, born and raised. On the Oscar stage um, is where I slept, my friend. And she said, she was like, yeah, definitely shocked us. We'd never seen anything like this before. He was always, you know, just the sweetest guy. So I think this is deep, 
also back in I want to say when when Chris Rock hosted the Oscars, I believe in 2016, 20, I think. Yeah. Jada had boycotted. She was the one saying Oscar so white. white, Oscar so white, Oscar so white. And Chris is like, "Hey, I'm hosting the Oscars. Like, come on." Like, so there's some beef like and I think Chris was making fun of Jada too then, and I think Chris has just kind of been picking on Jada for a bit that Jada was just like, "Oh no, this ends tonight." But again, there might be something to that. I just think it's so bizarre that he decided to get up out of his seat and go up there and slap him. And then sit down, and no one did a damn thing. It really shows you. Um, I've said he must have some secrets on those you people. You did in say that, that room. He, yeah. I, I bet he knows a lot of stuff. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a really great, poignant article on this whole thing, and it was pre- previous prior to Will Smith delivering an apology, which I still don't think he has. No, that not, was, no, no, no. It's total PR. He said, it's total he said, PR. He said in, on the stage when he won, which I still think, I'm like, wait, wh- why are we rewarding this? I think what, I think, honestly, I think they should take his Oscar away because I just think that sets a horrible example. You still get the title of best actor. You just don't get the statue. I, I agree with you, that. You, you fucked it up, dude. We have to have some accountability and especially people at this level. He's a very high-functioning, high-performing actor who I think is one of the most famous people in the world. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made a couple points about how this is bad for women, how it's bad for the entertainment industry, and how it's bad for African-American people. And he made such a good point about women. He goes, you know, by Will Smith stepping up... Yeah, that's the... I think that might be the article. Yep, he put that there, too. Um... When, with Will Smith stepping up and fighting for his woman, it shows that women are demure and can't fight for themselves, okay. which I thought was a really interesting point. It's like, Jada doesn't need you to fight for her. And by the way... Jada could have just looked at him and been like, hey, fuck you, asshole. So much more power yeah. when you... It, what happened to sticks and stones? Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened to sticks and stones? And by the way, words are not violence. Mm-hmm. Words are not violence. It's poetry. Words are just descriptive ways of telling you what's going on and the hypocrisies in the world and by the way a comedian is just up there trying to make a joke and another one and more, it's like a lame joke a i lame mean i'm sorry joke, but one more by the way gi jane was a badass bitch yeah she was a badass bitch and demi more demi shaved, shaved her, her head. head for that yeah absolutely as a woman in the industry yeah so i mean he he went ahead and apologized to the academy the nominees during his speech uh, he also called the dad to Venus and Serena, like which I thought was weird. He's like, "Well, great, now I'm the crazy dad." So, and and Venus and Serena's dad was like, "Hey, like I don't think this is good behavior." He even spoke out against it. He was like, Whoa. "Oh, wait, so now I'm crazy? You played me in a movie and you acted like that, so now that's how I would have acted." See, I it's think really, Will, really weird. Will's a little unhinged right now, and I wonder Scientology. May, maybe Scientology. Yep. Maybe the pressure from that movie because he really that movie was fantastic, and that's why this is so shitty. It's so shitty because it was he, like a like a, a guy of a, a father who would do anything to see his daughter succeed, and then he gets up there and just assaults somebody on like like Hollywood's biggest night, and it's just it's just gross. I think Rock is the bigger person. He didn't retaliate. Nope. I thought that he he he's not pressing charges. P Diddy confirms that it's all love. They're brothers. They <laughs> talked that. about Diddy, it. Yeah. Diddy got up on stage like the Oscar dad. Yeah, he's like everyone, calm fine. down. We're gonna be fine. Everything's fine. They settled it afterwards. But, and then and then here's the thing that kind of pisses me off is that. He goes to the Vanity Fair party afterwards, and they're all dancing the night away like everything's fine. It reminded me, like, I'm like, how hypocritical is Hollywood where it's just like, you know, when COVID happened, you had Gal Gadot being like, imagine all the people. And then you had, (laughs) 
like like I'm trying to think of like what there was something recently too that that was like they compared it to like the new um was there like a group photo or it was something singing? it was something like it was something if I was your mother what was if that? I, if I was, was your mother, mother. Amber Lacord oh yes and, and yeah Lacord yeah, yeah. yeah. Lacord Adeline Lacord Adeline Lacord Adeline Lacord Adeline Lacord if I was your if I was your mother yeah it's like I'd still be breastfeeding so when this man gets assaulted on a stage no one's like hey you don't do that. Next year, I definitely want to see Helen Mirren and Judy Dench smack it down on stage. Oh, fist fight! Just full in a, on fist in a fight. Tu- in a tub of Jello. Can I tell you my yes. crazy theory on it? What that I had today? What if this is a crazy marketing ploy for Chris Rock? And Chris Rock and Will Smith are the boys we believe them to be. Where he asked Will Smith to do this as a PR stunt for his ego death tour. Because you think about what happened to Chris Rock up there, his ego had to take a little bit of a you know, knockout. Yeah. There's no way he's feeling high on his own, you know, supply after Will Smith smacks him in the face. So what if he asked Will to do this as a marketing? That's what I'm saying. It's like in ticket sales. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, what is? I think you might be right. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be a little bit of both. I think it could be like, okay, I'm, you know, maybe Chris Rock was like, hey, my tickets aren't selling as good as they are. But I doubt that because, I mean, he's so legendary. It's probably not. I mean, I'm sure it's real. But um, It's so fun to think it's fake, but, but that was real. But it's crazy, though, because I remember, I remember not too long ago here at the Comedy Store that there was a night where Eric Griffin was on stage, and he was, like, talking about this guy and his wife. And he, the guy got so offended that the guy stormed the OR stage, picked up a chair, and, like, threw it at Eric. And Eric was like – I mean, it was crazy – and they threw the guy out and kicked him out. But like just the fact that like, hey, we're just we're just telling jokes. Yeah. He's like, you called my wife or girlfriend a bitch. It's like, uh, OK. And also, if you get triggered by something, that means that there's a trauma that hasn't been healed. Yeah. If you go to a comedy club and something the comedian says triggers you, you should follow that trigger and work on it. Yeah. And here's the thing. I knew a girl with alopecia back in college and, you know, she was she she lost her hair like around 22, 23 and she really embraced it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she was like, "Oh my god, I'm having so much fun with these wigs." Right. And I'm like, "If you, now you have an excuse, problem, to... I'm like, wigs are so normalized now." Yeah, and they're so good and well-made and fun. That I'm like, "If you have a problem with and you feel insecure about how you look being bald or like, "Oh, I don't want people to make fun of me." Wigs. I know. And housewives wear wigs. Drag queens everyone, wear wigs. Everyone's everyone. wigs. You wigs, get a wig. Wigs. You get a wig. Everyone's wearing wigs. And what's that this saying? This is like... a lace front. I take off in <laughs> the evening and put I know, it we're, on my lamp. We're like, just wear a wig. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have a thick mane of hair. No, but I get it. I feel like, yes. I mean, honestly, I feel like if I if I lost my hair. I would not talk oh. to you. <laughs> I think I would I would full on just be like. Oh, for sure. Oh, just a You'd look like wig. a lion. You'd look like a dude who has a new tiger show in Reno, oh, not Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Romance novel cover. Like I just Tiger like, King what? billionaire uh-huh. is what is the hair you're going to be uh-huh. giving me. Yeah. Like Theo Vaughn could never. Could never. He could wishes. Could never. He wishes. He freaking wishes. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. 
In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. So, we're, okay, so Jada Pinkett Smith also said today that, um, or this week rather, she said her remarks was, "'Tis the season for healing." And I'm like, no, that's Chris Rock's face. Yeah, I... This this family strange. If if we this were to find out aliens healing, were on, for it. on the planet, this might be some real Men in Black thing where <laughs> these are the aliens that Men in Black are fighting. I don't know. This family's so interesting. They're very interesting people. I don't know what's more embarrassing: Will Smith slapping Chris Rock on stage, or like Hollywood dancing to get jiggy with it at the Vanity Fair party. That honestly. Made me feel so uncomfortable. It felt like a scene from a horror movie. Yeah, it is. It felt like a scene from, like, Get Out. Yeah. Black Mirror. Yeah. It Everyone's like, welcome very... to Miami. Bienvenido all me, all me. And, like, did anyone... Ugh. I just think the whole thing was just so bizarre. And even her response is bizarre. It's Tis so strange. Season for healing. These people have no accountability. Like, no one can say anything direct. Yeah. Like, I would have so much respect if Will was like, look... I'm under a lot of pressure. Last night was totally out of character, mm-hmm. so wrong. I am forfeiting my Oscar because I think that's the right thing to do. And, you know, whatever. Something that's like just a, an, an idea of, of a real person. They mm-hmm. don't seem like real people to me. It's very robotic. It's that's very it lizard. Yes. Lizard folk. They're lizard people. Yeah. That's what it is. Lizard, yeah. Jada Pinkett Sith. Did you see what... <laughs> She's a Sith Lord. She's a Sith Lord. Did you see what Jaden posted? No. What do you say? This is how my family does it. This yeah, is how we do it. And that's how we, we like, and that's how we do it. Which, by the way, really, what? I feel like a breeze could knock over Jaden. And by the way, Jaden, you were raised rich. Yeah. So sit down. Sit down, kid. Sit down. Um, but I will say one of our favorites, Jim Carrey, made a statement <gasps> as well, and I think this is fantastic. I'm excited to see this. It's it's this one was I don't this one just came out. Um, Jim Carrey is criticizing Hollywood for giving Will Smith a standing ovation when it was announced at the Oscars that he won Best Actor for King Richard. Um, after the slap, after he uh, Chris Rock made a joke about Jada's bald head, Jim Carrey says, I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. Hollywood is just spineless in mass. And it really felt like this is a really clear indication that we aren't the cool club anymore. Yep. Um, he also says... Carrie said Smith should have been escorted out of the Oscars after being slapped. Uh, King noted that Chris Rock declined to file a police report about the incident, but Carrie claimed that that was only because the comedian didn't want the hassle. Wow. I'd have announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. Wow. That insult is going to last a very long time. If you want to yell from the audience and show disapproval or say something on Twitter, that's fine. But you do not have the right to walk up on stage and smack somebody in the face because they said words. Two snaps for Jim Carrey. I mean, my God, I cannot wait to it meet continues. him at the 50th. I, uh, and it just sucks because it's like, it came out of nowhere. He's like, I wish him the best. I wish nothing against Will Smith. He's done great things, but that was not a good moment. It cast a shadow over everyone's shining moment last night. It was a selfish 
moment. Yes. That's exactly what it was. Everything about Will Smith at that performance was selfish. The way he reacted to Chris Rock, the way he accepted his speech, Mm -hmm. the way he partied afterwards. He what? Uh, the way he partied afterwards. What do you mean? Will Smith, the uh, uh, the post Oscar party. Oh, oh, like, he partied. Yeah, well, he's oh, dancing yeah. and singing to. Yeah, yeah. He's like is it his own songs. His own songs. God, if like, I if, if I ever get if there's ever video of me dancing to Wild Wild West, bro, just, you need Hollywood rehab. Just like I love you. Me. I grew up on you. Well, that sounded yeah. Bad. Just feed me a sandwich on a Go toilet. Go to rehab. Yeah. Both you and Jada need a fucking detox. But okay, we've obviously talked about. Um, this horrible moment of the Oscars. I want to talk about something that was so touching and heartfelt for me. Ugh, this moment where Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli presented the Best Picture Award. And Liza Minnelli has been, like, gone for from the spotlight for mm-hmm. a long time. So after decades as one of Hollywood's brightest shining stars, winning an Oscar, two Grammys, four Tonys, and an Emmy, Liza Minnelli has retreated from the spotlight in recent years. So she shows up. On Oscar night, uh, with with Lady Gaga, who looked fucking sick. Yeah, she, she did. looked amazing. So she had an illness. I'm trying to remember what the illness is. It's right here. Okay, encephalitis, which is a uh, life threatening brain infection. So that affects like your speech and your movement. She couldn't walk. She couldn't talk. And she's and the doctor said that she would never again, which is so awful and tragic. So after she was told that, everybody left the room, and and Liza turned her face to the wall and started to go ABC, and she said she wanted to live. I've always wanted to live, so she's been fighting. So cut to, they bring her down to the Oscars, um, and Lady Gaga has is presenting with her. She's talked about how she's admired Liza for all these years. She said she was a huge influence when it came to pursuing her own career in show business. So Cabaret just celebrated 50 years of being... Release and that's what Liza Minnelli won her Oscar for for Cabaret, um, wow. which was just so epic. Oh, I know. And so Liza was very nervous about going up um, uh, uh, and presenting. So Liza was in a wheelchair during last night's ceremony, and at times appeared to be unsure on what she was supposed to do because she's like, you know, you're no one's seen you for a while. But Lady Gaga held her hand <laughs> and allowed Liza to have her moment in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And then she looked down at one point, Liza, um, the audience erupted in applause over Liza's surprise appearance at the show. Gaga stepped back so that the focus could be on her co-presenter. She then told the star, you see that? The public, they love you. So they're holding her hand. And then Liza laughed. She fumbled with some of her notes and she could be heard heard saying, oh, yes, now what am I? I don't understand. So she kind of buckled. Gaga smiled graciously and reassured her. I've got it before introducing Liza to the audience and calling her a true show business legend. And here's the moment when it was Liza's cue to talk. She looked at Gaga for confirmation and the star offered her a comforting nod. Liza then appeared to struggle with her lines as she said, throughout the night, we've seen highlights of the 10 best, you know, nominated for best picture awards. And Gaga finished for her. She says, we're going to see who the nominees are right now. And Liza appeared to be relieved as she smiled and replied, oh, oh, good. Now, in a sweet private exchange that was picked up by their microphones, Gaga leaned into Liza and whispered, I got you. To which Liza replied, I know. Thank you. (laughs) I know. Who needs a Moana theme song right now? That's that's Hollywood. 
Oh God! And what then they went act. on to announce that uh, Liza opened the envelope and announced Coda's win uh, on her own. Wow! Those are the moments that the Oscars should be about. They really should, but this is so sweet. Lady Gaga is very kind to mm-hmm. elderly stars. Oh yeah, she went on tour with Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett and was so gracious with him on stage and picked up where he sort of left off Mm -hmm. and guided him like this is an example of how to display and carry yourself when you are one of the most famous and recognizable people in the industry and world Mm -hmm. i think it's great and this is the moment that i want to remember this oscars by like i didn't watch the oscars because i was on stage but like i was getting slapped by a by a woman in brea um, but no, I, this is, this is, these are the moments that I want to see. I don't want this to be like, you know how they always do like, uh, remember the Oscars when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? That's like, why they should take it away because. No. And just don't even, just don't even give it the power. Well, this is a bad sort of, we'll get into a situation where these moments will become the things that people tune in for. Uh-huh. And then you wonder, will the Oscars start to produce these things? Will the mm. Oscars start to plant these like little ridiculous you know, fake moments mm-hmm. so that they can get their viewership. Yeah. Will Amy Schumer write her own jokes? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> She's like, hold on. What's everyone saying on Twitter? <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> Wait, did you see what they, what Cher, like Cher had no idea that this happened? As she shouldn't. She, she's like, I had a great night. She's like, great night guys. And we're like, <laughs> God damn it, Cher. Cher's like, what? Legend. I leave the room for a slice of pizza and a yeah. Dr. Pepper. What the fuck happened? Yeah. While she's eating it in her sauna. <laughs> that would be me. I would be coming in with like cheese on my face. Like, what the fuck is everybody? What's the disarray about? Yeah, sorry. I was eating in my shed. I mean, will anything happen to Will? Do you think? I don't know. What do you know. predict? What do you predict? I think Nothing? I think no. I think they'll just give him a little slap on the hand. I could be wrong. I mean, this week they could probably be like, oh, no, we're taking his Oscar away. And then I'm sure that's going to cause like some uproar. I mean, I just think they just leave it alone. I think they've said they've apologized. P. Diddy said so. <laughs> and I feel I'm just more embarrassed that everyone danced to getting jiggy with I'm it. Mo- that's the most embarrassing part of the whole night. God, what in the fucking... And that Will Smith was very aggressively singing every word. Midwest wedding reception. Like... <laughs> Women attacking nah, you. No, 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 This was you and I in, in Texas. Oh, yeah. At the, at the club oh, where... Yeah straight women were convinced you were just a single straight dad oh yeah just looking for cougar puss i have videos of Mm -hmm. you grinding with Mm -hmm. texas moms oh yeah i think it popped up in my facebook memories so thank (laughs) you for that um but going from one lady gaga story to another here we have heidi montag oh remember heidi who heidi montag spencer pratt i was just with him and brea his wife heidi montag from the hills accuses lady gaga of sabotaging her music career Hey, hey. <laughs> okay. I'd like to accuse Cake of a sabotaging my waistline. So here's what happened. So her de- her debut album, Superficial. Jesus, these fucking. Okay, go ahead. Is it the too much? The narcissism is so. Go, go. Just saying. That's the it's- name of the podcast. Um, so Heidi Montag released this album called Superficial in 2010. People are like, I love Lady Gaga and I'm sure she's great, but I have had not the best encounter with her. You said she was so nice. Heidi disagrees. So in this episode, Heidi Montag said that her relationship with the Grammy winner soared back when Gaga was just an up-and-coming singer-songwriter and the two had both been working with mega producer Red One. Montag said that Red One, whose real name is Sure, had high hopes for her career. (laughs) 
I will only know him as Red One, okay? She has star quality, a powerful personality with no limits. She can do anything and make it sound credible. She's a born star. But because Red One and Gaga were writing partners, he needed to get her permission for Montag to release a track called Fashion since Gaga wrote it. Montag said that the House of Gucci star responded, great, sure, she can have the song. Very generous. Cut down to... This is where it gets good. However, Montag claimed that once producers for the 2009 film Confessions of a Shopaholic, starring Lindsay Lohan, expressed interest in using fashion for their soundtrack, Gaga took the song back and released it herself on that album. No, I'm pulling that song. I'm recording it. It's not Heidi's anymore. Bad ro- The Bad Romance singer said. So mm. now Heidi is blaming Lady Gaga for ruining her music career. Okay, well. She's a hater, clearly, says Heidi. I, I, here's the thing. One thing doesn't ruin your career. You do. Oh. <laughs> if you let one thing ruin your career, you just ruined your career. This could have been a great opportunity. This could have been a really cool, creative pivot for her to be like, okay, well, I'll write my own song then. Lady Gaga wrote it. She wanted it back. Fucking who cares? Yeah. Lady Gaga's amazing. And yeah. It, th- that's her song. Was there a contract that said she got to keep it? I don't know. But you got to get emails. You got to get paper trails for this shit. Got to keep writing. You got to keep writing. Like and Kim Kardashian says, get up and get go up to and fucking, fucking work. work. Is that what I just sounded like, Kim Kardashian? Just fucking work. I mean, that's more like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, like I, I don't think just get up and fucking work. But I think if you allow something to be your fault, then it'll be your fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the way it's it's all about what you tell yourself. It's all about that inner monologue and your narrative about who you are and what mm-hmm. you can do and what you're capable of. I agree. So she probably, she might be right. Heidi Montag, 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 what's her last? <laughs> that girl might be right that this did end her career. But what's also true is that she allowed it to. Oh, see, that's why I love you so much. You take it from both sides and just kind of mm. like. Oh, God, you know, give it to me from both sides. It's just like, it's just like yeah, no, when, what, what you put out is what you get. What you get is what you put out. Yeah, I mean, you can't. At the end of the day, which I can't stand as a cliche, but honestly, you are responsible for you. Mm-hmm. Of course, Gaga is not going to worry about your fucking career. You got to, girl. Montag. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I And you know what? What? It what? Is, because it is spring, I want to say that, did you know like what <clears throat> everyone's deeming the spring as? The spring, the, season the of last spring. spring we are all alive? No, I oh. mean, but close. It's short king spring. Oh, is this with small dicks? No, that was last week. Oh, God, I was like, I this know. sounds like the worst spring ever. <laughs> if you love tiny dicks, good news, tiny dudes are in now. Little guys? Little men. Like Brad Little or no, like, no, like Italians? Yes, he's in the bracket. <laughs> he's in that bracket of tiny. Brad William Williams or Italians? TikTok has declared that it is Short King Spring. No. And I will tell you what Short King Spring is. Is it the distance between the taint and the asshole? Close. It's like Zendaya (laughs) and Tom Holland. Uh, Short King Spring is tall girls who are dating men who are 5'8". Yeah, they're called accountants. They're called accountants and financial advisors. Correct. Welcome to L.A. You see yes. them everywhere. It's a dime a dozen. It's not a new thing. It's been going on forever. Yeah. You come out in L.A. and go to Rodeo Drive, you see a bunch of short dudes, and a lot of them are bald with banging women. Yeah, and they're embracing their baldness, aren't they? Yes, they are. So, yeah, it's uh, that is the huge trend. We're, we're 
we're talking about. It's been on uh, hashtag short king boasts more than 329 million views on the TikTok platform. Uh, people are comparing Tom Holland and Zendaya's gender norm busting height gap. But what's what's exactly a short king, mm. you ask? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm curious. Well, the trend is typically traced back to the summer of 2018 when comedian Jabuki Young White tweeted an impassioned ode to short men, declaring them the enemy of body negativity and hailing low stature stars like Tom Holland, Donald Glover, short king icons. So the Short King dating app, which started, yeah, <laughs> debuted the following year. So now, this five, is why eight the aliens to five, don't nine care. Are, are, are considered to be less attractive or masculine than their taller counterparts. As they should. Really? I'm joking, but I, won't, I can't date short guys. It's just my thing. But I think I've earned, you know, my own thing to have. So. Do, you know who, do you know who's dating a short guy? You are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're tall and beautiful. I know, you're the get, you're but the he's catch. Short and beautiful. He's so cute. I know. He you know what so we did? You know what we did this morning? Cute. We measured. Made love. I measured it. I got out the fucking tape ruler. I was like, stand up against the wall. I'm not done with you yet. He's like, I'm on a Zoom call with work, babe. And I'm like, get out. I I'm like, going to measure you. I know. I was like, I have to know if I'm a participant in Short King Spring. Everyone is with you. You're the tallest person I know. You're like the, you're the, your stature, you're just, you're just a beautiful man. I'm just, thank you. You I, are, you're I, an Adonis. Oh. Uh, you are. Thanks so much. <laughs> you just blushed. I know. You just matched your Salina's shirt. I did. I, no, beautiful. but I think short guys are gross, but good luck to them. You think short guys are gross? I, it's all comedy. Isn't it all comedy? Yeah. I, the couple, I actually was in love with a short man and he had an enormous mm-hmm. hog. Oh God! It was a thick one. It was. Yeah. It would. It Wait, would sound like the, that. Was this the maintenance guy? No. Okay. Wow! I had to really go through the rolodex of sex in my head. <laughs> the roll like, of sex. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, okay. I no, mean, but I won't got, date short guys. We have time for about. We got two more stories to okay. talk to. Okay. This was this. We're gonna. Do you like Red Robin? Red Robin. Yum. yum. Okay, now we're not going to say yum ever again. Oh, no. Oh, no. If, if you're into Red Robin, What's then happened? get ready. No! I know. No! I know. No! I know. You can get that as a topping? Yeah, the whole time. An Oregon man alleges that a Red Robin employee put semen in his salad for alleging racism. <laughs> this story is so fascinating. Because, A, I don't, I've never eaten at a Red Robin. I think I may have once just in an act of desperation. Like on the, on the road. road. Yeah, yeah, you're limited. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can get Ponderosa Steakhouse, Shark City, or Red Robin. Yeah. So this, that, I mean, that is true. Those are the options. Yeah, those are your options. You want soupy poops from here or soupy poops from there? So here, this is a very <laughs> interesting <laughs> story. If uh, if we want to go down real quick, the the man. Okay, so they went. This family went to, um, uh, this Red Robin, and he consumed a decent amount of human semen after receiving a garden salad from one of the employees. He says the incident occurred while he and eight other people were asked to be seated separately and noticed larger groups of white patrons were seated together. He also called this man and his family a big gang since they were all black families with several children. After consuming the salad, he reportedly vomited and went to a local hospital where he was diagnosed with anxiety and nausea. His lawyer uh, said that he's traumatized. Okay, here we go. So he's looking at the salad and he's like, 
We have some jizz on the salad. Or Caesar dressing. Or se- no, mm-hmm. he was like, no, this is semen. Like he knew he knew what it looked like. A, who looks? Who looks and goes, oh, that's semen on my salad. And well, who takes a bite besides this guy me? Took a bite and he got sick. He went to the hospital. He gets diagnosed with anxiety and nausea or whatever. Yeah, anxiety, nausea. So then they find out they do confirmed after the lab test that the specimens in the salad were semen. No. Where did this guy jerk off? Red Robin. Yum. No, it's Red Robin. Come. Oh. <laughs> does any does anybody see like you know when uh, somebody gets caught cheating and they then they just they say like oh no like they come up with an excuse this guy sucks some dick. Yeah, I mean I mean that's what I think. There, I mi- think... there might be something to that. I just I, I I don't understand. So if you look at it. And no, like, was he with somebody? Like, there's semen on the salad. And someone's like, you should check to make sure. Why would why would you even take a bite? I mean, were his friends like, say, what? Like, <laughs> make sure. Like, if my sister, which happens often. Does it often, taste like pineapple? <laughs> hopefully. Oh. If he's a smoker, you know right away. Oh, God. Unfortunately. But my sister does this game of, like, is that chocolate or poop? I'm not going to test it. I'm not testing to find this out. You guys play chocolate or poop? You know, they got two kids. And oh, let me God. tell you, more often than not. Sometimes they're not poop, poop. or they're not chocolate. It's poop. And she tests it every time with her tongue. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Sorry. So she loves eating on the toilet, right? (laughs) Perfect. She's number 17. God, (laughs) she's number 17. My sister's number 17. All right. Finally, since you're here, I have to tell you this story because I immediately read this headline and I was like, oh my God. Where do we go from semen? I'm so glad we go from, we go from (laughs) semen to a weed wedding cake. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So this family... Uh oh. Um, this could go real bad. This got 13 million views um, on social media. This guy laced his sister's wedding cake with marijuana and guess got high as kites. Um, I know. Where did this happen, you ask? Chile. Soulmate. A man in Chile turned a wedding cake into a stoner's paradise when he baked his sister a magical wedding cake laced with marijuana. And had guests dancing all night. Alvaro Rodriguez spiked just one of the seven tears. (laughs) Just one. Just just one. one. Yeah. With cannabis, which is decriminalized but illegal to produce and sell in the country. The Santiago resident scored 13 million views on TikTok uh, before 20 of the 100 wedding guests go buck wild on the dance floor, (laughs) laughing the night away to the tune of Sac Noel's Loca People, which means... Crazy people. Crazy people, which is what weed cake turns people into. Well, it's so funny because he says the funniest reaction was my aunt. I remember her back hurt. I remember when her back hurt and two hours after eating the cake, she was just dancing like a teenager. Yeah. See, that's the magic of marijuana. And no kids were given the tear of cake. So it wasn't like everyone. Oh, God. Children shouldn't have weed. No, 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 no. They really shouldn't. It's not good for your developmental brain. But adults need it, especially adults with children. Mm -hmm. Anyone out there who's scared? Oh, I'm going to have anxiety. No, you're not. Yeah. And when you reach your anxiety level, you realize that's where your peak is at and you need to kick it back a little bit. You'll be a better parent on edibles. So the 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 sister uh, was the one. So she had brownies. I guess he had made her brownies at one point. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, this was so fun. Can you please do this for my wedding? Which I think is kind of ballsy. That is very ballsy. Uh, and But, you know, the thing about like edibles, <laughs> edibles is, well, we know having too much edibles is a roller coaster ride you cannot get off of. Mm-hmm. There's nothing they can do. Even if they pump your stomach, it's already in your bloodstream and it just has to run its course. So hopefully nobody was, you know, 
being introduced to themselves in the womb. That's what I'm wondering. That's what that's what you I'm wondering. What I mean? Like, did everyone know that they were having like a weed cake? <laughs> was like the abuela like eating a piece, and she's like, "This tastes funny," and then she's just like talking to her mom, oh, who's just, been dead for yeah, forty years. Exactly, just talking to pigeons and like, <laughs> oh my god, I would peeing live her for pants. That. God, yeah. Just, this is hilarious. Just covered in bees. <laughs> what layer do you think of the seven? The top layer? Maybe just to make sure everyone got a slice? Oh, maybe, yeah. Probably not the bottom and layer. And kids can't reach up for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. That's probably a safe bet. But, I mean, everyone had a blast. I mean, that's that's the funny thing. And there's actual clips. If you go to this guy's TikTok, you can actually see clips of, like, people before, because they edit it, like, people before they had the cake, and then afterwards, they're just like, <laughs> like, fucking... Techno cumbia, like doing the Selena. Yeah, that's the cake. That's actually the cake right there. So yeah, this. I mean, I don't know why the guy. Yeah, and this is like before the cake. This is the bride and groom. That's uh, that's the aunt. Mi tía después de comer. Oh yeah, after 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 she she ate. ate. Yep. And this is the guy who did it. Adorable. He's my soulmate. This is everyone after they ate. (laughs) Oh my god, this is so funny. I mean, yes. I own no, I own. Yes. Isn't that fun? <laughs> this is a cool family. Yes, I wish so I could fun. do this with my family, well, but my family would be like, oh, but that's the mixture of, you know, all the butter oh, and geez, everything. It looks like whatever went on the salad at Ooh. Red Robin. <laughs> if I had to choose between sativa or semen, going to go sativa every time. <laughs> I would hope so. Every time. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I give props to this. I would love, I think that would be so fun. Would you do a weed wedding cake at your wedding? Or would you ever want to get married? Or I, I would know. not want to get married. Yeah. I would marry myself and do that. I would have a weed wedding cake and marry myself. Wow, can yeah. you do that? Why not? I mean, you can slap Chris Rock. You can do anything. Well, on that note. <laughs> God bless Hollywood. <laughs> Jesse, I love you so much. Where can people follow you? All that jazz. Oh, just follow me in the alley and don't murder me. No, uh, Jesse May Peluso on all things. JesseMay.com. Yes, and you also uh, you have some dates coming up. You are going to be April 20th, West Palm Beach Improv. With Yep, that's right. With For who? 420. I was going to say with you, but you're going to be at the other show. Yeah, I'm not going to be. No, I, I was I, born I was in West Palm Beach, which is really weird. What? I know. It's a whole other story. Oh, we got to talk about that. Uh, and you will, I will also be performing with you at the Netflix is a Joke Festival at the Bourbon Room on the 4th of May, Star Wars Day, May nerds. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> and guys, you can catch me April 27th at the uh, Brea Improv and April 9th at the Tempe Improv, where I will be with Heather McDonald, who will hopefully not pass out <laughs> yeah, this she needs time. A, she needs a skull cap. <laughs> this is our like re-show. We have to like go oh, back. Oh, the show. We have to go back because we had to cancel the last she one. She should set up like a little seance in the circle where she hit her head. Like a little candle seance. Oh, I was gonna bring her like a chaise lounge, like a full <laughs> like a full yeah. like a full fainting couch. What about one of those neck cones? Oh yeah. <laughs> or like those helmets that kids have. So she can't fall or lick. Yeah, one of the two. Or both. Why not? <laughs> Just to everybody. I love you so I much. Love you. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. Anything for Salinas. Mm-hmm.